Um, so I feel like purpose communications has probably been the red thread through my career. Um, I, I went to university uh, and did languages, uh, Russian and German, and I think I started out thinking that I loved words, but university languages made me realise I loved ideas. Um, Hello, my name is John Higginson and I'm on a mission to revolutionise communications by focusing on the power of purpose, getting insight into what, what it means to be in communications, why it's so important and most importantly, why it's governed by purpose. This week I'm joined by Roz Holly, Director of Communications and Marketing at VLab UK. VLab is a non-profit network which seeks to transform the global economy for the benefit of people, communities and the planet. I have to say that Higginson's strategy was last week accredited as a B-Corp. Roz's role puts her in charge of communicating B-Lab's message across the UK to help inspire firms to join the B-Corp movement. B-Lab has certified more than 5,000 companies as B-Corps around the world, with almost 1,000 of those being in the UK, and London is the B-Corp capital of the world. Their certification for firms practicing responsible businesses we want to commit to playing a part to change economic systems and drive continuous improvement. Roz, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you and congratulations on the certification. Thank you. So uh, before we talk about B Corp, I thought I'd just go in to talk about who you are, how you got to where you are today and what drew you into communications and in particular purpose communication. Um, so I feel like purpose communications has probably been the red thread through my career. Um, I, I went to university uh, and did languages, uh, Russian and German, and I think I started out thinking that I loved words, but university languages made me realise I loved ideas, and I think a lot of us who come into communications do so because we're just very curious about the world, and it gives you this opportunity to kind of think about lots of different things, and then how do you frame them for an audience, so it's kind of natural uh, passion point for my interests, um, but I think having gone into, I started out working at PR agency um, in the early 2000s um, and really the development of my career has been going deeper on this idea that businesses can be a force for good um, and I, I think a kind of real moment for me in that was I uh, joined just giving us their head of PR in my 20s and the founders there, um, Amory Hubi and Serene Karas, were very, very um, vocal about the idea that shareholder primacy was not the only way to go and that you could really be thinking about your customers and your community and your employees in the same way that you think about your shareholders. Um, and they kind of drove that through the decision making in the business. Um, and it was very powerful and quite formative for me, but it was also interesting as a communicator how hard that was to communicate to the outside world that actually you could be a business and you could also be set up to do good or you could be really thinking deeply about how you're going to achieve a social purpose while also having quite a traditional business model. Um, and I think that's the kind of the, the, the sweet spot for me and the reason that the B Corp movement, movement is so exciting is that it's really starting to prove that concept and, and put some rigour around it that you can be a business and you can also really commit to the idea of transparency and accountability and continuous improvement. Um, right, so let's just talk about how, do, how does B Corp ensure genuine purpose and weed out greenwashings? 
Um, so for those who don't know what a B Corp is, um, B Corp certification is a really a kind of architecture for businesses to think about the, the impact they're having on the world. And it really looks across multiple different pillars um, of your kind of practice. You guys are a new B Corp, you can probably speak to what that experience is like in terms of gathering evidence and ensuring that that's really rigorous. It's really hard. Uh, that's what a lot of people say, but it does ensure a certain depth of rigour and looks not just at your governance and uh, part of B Corp certification is making a legal change to put the consider considerations of stakeholders beyond shareholders right into your business, but also looking at how you're making an impact on the community, how you impact on your customers, your workers, the environment. So quite a kind of deep level of um, thinking about the positive impacts you're making. And then we also look at the kind of the potential for negative impacts and extractive practice and um, every business that becomes a B Corp and particularly at high, kind of big sizes and levels of complexity um, would also be asked to kind of disclose any kind of negative potential for greenwashing I guess. Um, so I think that the process kind of screens out, kind of designs out the idea of greenwashing but it's not, it's not impossible, no business is perfect and I think there's also a kind of side of it that's about accountability and ensuring that we've got a really strong complaints process so that if people spot B Corps doing something that they shouldn't be doing that we can ask them to make remediation against as well. Who or what is your favourite B Corp? There's a business called Madlove who are now B Corp and they make luggage and backpacks um, but they have a one-for-one -one model where every piece of luggage or backpacks that you buy another bag goes to a child who is in care and the reason for that is that actually a lot of children today still who are in the care system are treated in a way that does not give them very much dignity and they often have to carry their belongings in a plastic bag or a bin bag and it's just kind of a single action that we could take to ensure that um, care leavers just have the dignity that every person deserves. So they have a kind of a very close to my heart and uh, I think a lovely example of a really strong impact business model that is really kind of baked into the business. And is it the same type of bag as the person's buying? It's slightly different because it's fit for purpose for someone who needs to be carrying all of their stuff potentially if you're moving between settings. Um, but it's a you know it's a lovely thing and it's they really designed the brand to be something that you want to have and have a certain desirability to young people baked into it, which I think is quite powerful. And what do you think will be the biggest challenges and opportunities for being for being that I think the, the kind of the scale of the movement, we're still very small when you consider the size of the business community, but we've also experienced this kind of huge amount of growth over the last couple of years and um, the kind of drivers for that, I think during the pandemic, a lot of businesses said, you know what, we really want to do right by the environment and our customers and our people and actually let's make this real now. And so we saw this kind of huge energy from businesses during the pandemic. pandemic. Um, and also COP26 feels like a big driver in the UK. I think it drove a lot of conversation among businesses about how they could be a force for good. We've had a lot of growth and that in itself creates, I think, sort of questions about how you scale that movement really thoughtfully. Um, so I think we're kind of at the, the top of maybe a foothill where there's a mountain to climb if we really want to transform the economy to be the kind of equitable, regenerative economy that we think we need um, to really tackle the, the problems that we have today. How do you see the world of communications changing? So I think there's been an increasing driver for authenticity and it's so much harder these days to say one thing and do another. There's a kind of convergence of 
what used to be kind of corporate and reputational PR and consumer communications in a story that often were quite uh, not in accordance with each other. So I think that's the the trend that we're on and the idea of really multi-citizenry holding businesses to account for the way that they behave is something that we're going to see much more of and communicators really need to be thinking about the kind of the depth level of how they're not just thinking about the kind of creative idea that's going to tell a story and sell a product but actually how is it really going to um, stand up to scrutiny when it, it gets in front of various communities. I think that's a really good point actually and actually if you think of, of some of the biggest um, companies in the world they'd often have a different agency running corporate and a different agency running consumer and so even thinking like that it's just madness that you've got two different agencies people not talking to each other sending different messages out to different people about the same company and those, those things do need to come together and mm-hmm. I think you're right that actually companies can't hide behind um, some flashy idea that's a fashion plan that actually isn't what they really are. What have you found to be the most effective modes of communication? So I think at B-Lab one of the things I've really noticed is how much the B Corp movement has really been driven by one B Corp telling another B Corp or one B Corp telling their customers about what they're doing and then those customers themselves being business owners or founders or suppliers and starting to think, wow, I could do this. Um, and so there's a kind of, uh, let's talk about the kind of fireworks that we want to set off with our community with how can we really give them the tools to tell an amazing story about the work that they're doing and also what it means to be a B Corp. Um, B Corp month this year was a great example um, Freud's worked with us on a um, shop, the Good News shop, that was a pop-up where you could learn about B Corp products, but also the kind of the world that we want to see. Um, but I think the whole B Corp month really being about what we call behind the bean, B Corp's really going deep on talking about what it meant to them, was a, this kind of incredible moment of infectiousness, really, of being able to spread that idea, um, which is one of the really fun things, I think. Very good. Um, any advice for young professionals wanting to make a change into the communications industry? Um, as someone who came as a linguist into communication, I didn't do a communications degree. And I think there's a really strong need in communications for professionalism and professional development. But actually, I would really encourage younger people to think about interdisciplinary um, work if you want to work in communications. I think we need the analysts, we need the scientists, we need the linguists, we need people from all disciplines, we need the humanitarians, um, and therefore not necessarily thinking I have to go on a very technical track to get into it. Uh, well, um, Ros uh, from B Corp, thanks very much for joining us in our studio here in uh, Shoreditch. I'm John Higginson, this is Communicating Purpose.